This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 67 degrees at 604. We have winds out of the south at 6 miles per hour. The dew point is 66, so that's already into the humid range. And a high today after we get some patchy fog out of the way. Under sunny skies, the high reaching around 90. Well, speaking of the weather, the National Weather Service is advising this last Monday of the meteorological summer is going to be a hot one with the temperatures in the Binghamton expected to be about 90. But combined with higher dew point temperatures again, the temperature will feel more like the lower 90s, increasing the risk of heat-related illness. For people headed to Gettys outside of Syracuse, for the state fair, there is a heat advisory in effect from noon to 7 p.m. with the heat index values expected to be in the mid-90s. Residents are advised to limit time outdoors in the heat of the day, take frequent breaks, and remain hydrated. The struggle to stay cool is going to be greater for people making the drive an hour north on Interstate 81 to enjoy the great New York State Fair this afternoon. The National Weather Service at Hancock Field says the feels-like temperature could be 5 degrees hotter for areas like Syracuse. Ithaca, Watkins Glen, Rome, and Utica. Much of the fairground consists of paved surfaces, but visitors to the fair yesterday afternoon with the temperatures in the mid to upper 80s said they found it helpful to take frequent breaks in the many air-conditioned buildings on the grounds. Tomorrow, the weather concerns turn to possible thunderstorms, especially in the afternoon through the early evening in the southern tier. Forecasters say a few of the thunderstorms could be severe with gusty winds and locally heavy rainfall. WMBF First News Time, 6.06. An Endicott man will be sentenced in November after pleading guilty in the shooting of a man in the chest with a compound bow. Broome County, Sheriff, Broome County District Attorney Michael Korchak says 20-year-old Carson Vanko pleaded guilty last week to the violent felony of attempted assault in the July 26th attack that reportedly happened during a dispute at the abandoned Vestal Hills Country Club. The Broome County Sheriff's Office announced on July 26th they believed the site was being used by 23-year-old Beso Vanavonksa of Binghamton as a site where he had stockpiled weapons and other property that authorities believed to have been stolen. Vanavonksa was also found to be in possession of around 24 grams of methamphetamine. In the original news release, the sheriff's office said they believed Vanko, 21-year-old Savannah Perry of Endicott, who was also charged, and Vanvonksa knew each other and that the two Endicott men conspired to ambush the Binghamton man and Vanko shot Vanvonksa in the chest. Vanko and Perry were each charged with felony assault and conspiracy. Vanvonksa was charged with weapon possession and criminal possession of a controlled substance. Vanko is expected to be sentenced to eight years in New York State prison, followed by five years post-release supervision. The news release from the district attorney's office did not update the status of the cases against Perry or Vanavonksa. WMBF First News Time, 607. A Syracuse man admits he broke into the Vestal Elks Club and stole an automatic teller machine from the Lodge building almost a year ago. According to the office of the Broome County District Attorney, Michael Korchak, 40-year-old Philip Jackson pleaded guilty in Broome County Court to felony burglary and will be sentenced in December. 
According to the news release from the DA, Jackson broke into the Vestal Elks Lodge on the Vestal Parkway West and stole the ATM containing $6,100. Footage from the surveillance cameras were used to identify Jackson. Authorities say the Syracuse man had been arrested by the New York State Police in the Albany area on unrelated charges. Korchak's office says Jackson will receive a sentence of two to four years in New York State prison when he is scheduled to be sentenced in December. Reservations are being taken for the first evening meal at the Northern Broom Senior Center in over two years. Northern Broom Cares, a program of the Rural Health Network of South Central New York, will serve dinner tomorrow, August 30th, from 4.30 to 6. According to the Rural Health Network, prior to the pandemic, the once-a-month dinners in Whitney Point served about 100 meals and served as a social outlet for Northern Broome County residents for over two years. The August 30th dinner will feature catered pulled pork and potato salad from Steve's Backyard Barbecue in Whitney Point. There will also be live music by Wayne Beto. The Senior Center is located at 12 Strong's Place in Whitney Point. Now, again, remember, reservations are required, so you may want to get those in today. Those wishing to attend should call the Northern Broome County Senior Center Site Supervisor, Heather Bush, at 607-692-3405. It's 609, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Shop Toyota, Chevy, BMW, and pre-owned at GaltAuto.com. The thing is, I would never get blood before. You know, before this happened to me, I thought of every excuse of the book. But I'm so thankful that everybody didn't think the way I did or I would have died. Like so many new mothers, Noelle needed blood during the birth of her son. Thanks to the American Red Cross and a donor like you, it was there. One donation, just an hour of your time, can help save up to three lives. Please sign up to give now at redcrossblood.org. If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. If you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS.org. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton, now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ. Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, Good morning on this Monday, August 29th. At 6.11, you're listening to WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly, now rejoined by Kathy White. After a nice week off from her, a well-deserved week off. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We have an update on Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton. It's scheduled to reopen today at about 7 a.m. We'll see if that actually happens. Last time it was scheduled to open on August 15th. So until 7 a.m., all local traffic will still need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. And just be aware, that time may get moved back again. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the off-ramp at exit 19 State Route 7 on Interstate 88 westbound will be closed for approximately 60 days starting today. 
The closure is necessary to facilitate a project to resurface the road and rehabilitate bridges. Motorists should anticipate travel delays and build extra travel time into their schedule. Construction activities are weather-dependent and subject to change based on conditions. A variable message sign will alert motorists of the closure and direct them to exit 20 and assign detour utilizing State Route 7. Weather permitting, on Tuesday, August 30th, village crews will be milling two inches of asphalt on Columbia Drive from Dayo Hill Road west to the intersection of Rose Lane and on Fairview Street from Reynolds Road to the intersection of Columbia Drive. Traffic will be allowed, but expect timely delays with traffic control. If they can't start or complete milling operations on the scheduled day of operation, it will be pushed to the next day. And please note, weather permitting Wren Street between Zoa Avenue and the Dead End is scheduled for milling operations beginning at 6 a.m. on Wednesday, August 31st. All residents need to have vehicles removed from the street by no later than 6 a.m. on Wednesday. Please plan your routes accordingly when traveling on these roads. Residents will not have access to their driveways during milling operations. Residents will be allowed to park on the street and will have driveway access restored on Wednesday after milling operations are completed at approximately 3 p.m. There will be a lane restriction on Interstate 81 southbound beginning at mile marker 206 to perform bridge safety inspections beginning today through Wednesday, August 31st from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Motorists can check conditions on major roadway miles by visiting 511pa.com. And there will be lane restrictions on 81 north and southbound between exits 194 in Lackawanna County and 206 in Susquehanna County. To perform pothole patching, work will begin Friday, August 26th through Thursday, September 1st between 6 a.m. and 5 p.m. daily. Motorists should use caution while driving through the work zone. And around Broome County, drainage repair will occur on Shenango Street, Hale Eddy River, and Dunham Hill Roads. Crews will rebuild shoulders on Caldwell Hill Road. Ditching will be performed on Airport, Murphy, Hale Eddy River, Powers, and Upper Stella Ireland Roads. The highway division will clean debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Patching and striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 67 degrees, 97% humidity, and a dew point of 66 degrees, so we are well into that muggy range. Today, some patchy fog before 9 a.m., otherwise mostly sunny, a high near 90 degrees. Tonight, mostly clear, a low near 70. Tomorrow, a chance of showers and thunderstorms, then showers and possibly a thunderstorm after 4 p.m. High near 85, 80% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, showers and thunderstorms, mainly before midnight. Some of those storms could produce gusty winds and heavy rain, a low near 64 degrees and 80% chance of rain. Wednesday, a slight chance of showers after 9 a.m., but mostly sunny with a high near 79, a 20% chance of rain. And Wednesday night, slight chance of showers before 9 p.m., mostly clear, a low near 56 degrees. It's 6.15. You're listening to WMBF. Even though people... So how are things? Family good? Yeah. Yeah, we're doing well. Well, Hey, we missed you at the game last week. Is everything all right? I, uh... I just haven't felt like me... for you, right? And their support, too. That's a cut. Beautiful, fellas. Beautiful. 
acting is one thing. Talking about suicide in real life is another. In the military, you take challenges head on. And now it's your turn to do the same for our veterans. Be there for someone you care about. Learn how you can start the conversation at BeThereForVeterans.com. Six seventeen on WMBF. Time for a check on sports. Herman Marquez outpitched Max Scherzer, allowing one hit over seven sparkling innings and denying the Mets a the Mets ace his two hundredth career win as the Colorado Rockies eked out a one nothing victory to prevent a four game sweep by the NL East leaders. Brian Servin's sacrifice fly off Scherzer in the seventh gave the Rockies their second one nothing win over the Mets. The other one came in August 2012. Marquez struck out five and walked two, improving to two and one with a 142 ERA and three road starts against the Mets. Scherzer gave up four hits and racked up 11 strikeouts over seven innings in his 110th double-digit strikeout game, tying Roger Clemens for third on the career list behind Nolan Ryan and Randy Johnson. Another tough loss for the Yankees. Minor league call-up Adrian Martinez held New York hitless into the fifth inning, and the Oakland Athletics shut down the powerful Yankees for a second straight game with a 4-1 victory. One night after the vaunted Yankees lineup managed just one hit in 11 innings against Adam Aller and the Oakland bullpen, New York wasn't much better against another starter who entered the game with an ERA above six. Dermis Garcia drove in two runs for the A's. So another tough game for the Yankees there. Yankees still going through it. A little bit of a rough patch. Thought maybe turn around after the two game set against the Mets. And the big win against Oakland in game one. Scored 13 runs in that game. And the offense disappeared for two days after that. Yankees are heading over to Los Angeles to play against the Angels. The Yankees now 78 and 50, first in the AL East. The Angels 55 and 73, fourth in the AL West. Game starts 9:38. West Coast games. Not a big fan of the West Coast timeline, but Frankie Montas going for the Yankees, a 4 and 10 record, 3.84 ERA for the Angels. Jose Suarez, a 4 and 6 record, 4.19 ERA. Let's see if the Yankees can get back on track against the Los Angeles Angels. Been mostly disappointing this year. Binghamton Rumble Ponies won last night, seven to four, against the Reading Fighting Phils. They're now forty-eight and seventy-one on the season, as we're getting pretty close to the end of the minor league season for the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Got RBIs from Ronnie Mauricio and Nick Meyer. Mauricio hit a two-run homer in the third inning, so a good win for the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. No action for them tonight. They'll be back at home on Tuesday. And some football news. Giants backup quarterback Tyrod Taylor was carted from the sideline after sustaining a back injury in the first quarter of the annual preseason game against the rival New York Jets. Coach Brian Dayball did not think the injury concern was a concern after the Jets' 31-27 win Sunday. Dabble said the 33-year-old Taylor landed hard. He was hit by Jets rookie defensive lineman Michael Clemens. Shortly after completing a pass, Clemens fell on top of Taylor as the two landed on the artificial turf. After being examined by medical personnel, he left the field and did not return. I don't think there's a pretty good outlook for the Giants and the Jets this year. 
Might get us lucky. Now we have the Buffalo Bills. I'm sure this is a Bills town, first and foremost, especially after the last couple years. 620 on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Comments from the Federal Reserve Chair suggesting that interest rate hikes are here to stay sent stocks on a spiral on Friday. The Dow Jones fell 1,008 points, just over 3% for its worst day since May. The S&P and NASDAQ fell 3.4 and 3.9% respectively. Jerome Powell's comments last week have sent shockwaves across the Asia-Pacific region. Japan's Nikkei slipped more than 2.5% overnight. South Korea's major index gave up just over 2%. Despite nagging inflation, shoppers in this country are likely to find some bargains. The Wall Street Journal says clothing retailers especially have found themselves with too much inventory. They're running sales now to cut into that overstock. And with NASA planning to launch a rocket bound for a trip around the moon today... Krispy Kreme is celebrating with a new donut. The Artemis Moon Donut is topped with cookies and cream and stuffed with a cheesecake-flavored filling. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Wise market. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a, on a cool I want to day. be a football I want stadium. to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. on WMBF. Now it's time for A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. It's not just how much you drink, but where and with whom that matters. A new study out of Carnegie Mellon University found people who drank alone when they were younger were more likely to develop an alcohol use disorder in their 30s. The study's lead author told us her research suggests that we should not only be asking young people about how much they are drinking and how frequently they are drinking in order to identify who's at risk, but that we need to also ask whether or not they are drinking alone. Other studies have found more people are doing just that in the wake of the pandemic, probably to deal with stress, depression, and anxiety, the researchers think. Remember, you don't only have a problem with alcohol when you drink too much. Any amount of alcohol that you can't not have in some way is a problem. Think about it that way. And the first important brave step is asking for help. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. The most effective healthcare is patient-focused. Tomorrow's leading healthcare professionals are doing more than meeting patient expectations. At NRC Health, we help you connect with your patients in a deeper way with important insights into what really matters. It's an approach that's transforming the healthcare experience, creating better outcomes for patients and entire healthcare systems. It's time to access the power of human understanding. Start by going deeper at nrchealth.com. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit beefy, or even with type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Affordable term life insurance is out there. Call term provider and speak with Big Lou at 800-481-1458. 800-481-1458 or visit biglou.com. Remember, 
Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Hey, everyone. This is James Kelly from WMBF. Now, if you're like me, you're already looking ahead to winter and thinking, well, how am I going to get through another upstate New York winter? They're pretty bad up here. I'm horribly concerned about driving into the studio in the wee hours of the morning when the real field temperatures outside are still in the single digits. It doesn't work for me. I need fall weather. That's it. Right around the 50 to 60 range. That works for me. Luckily, I know my drive into work will be plenty warm because of my friends at JNR Upholstery. They are the car and truck experts here in Binghamton because they have decades of experience working with the community. So they know a thing or two about flawlessly installing remote starters, seat warmers, and snow plows on your car or truck. They're also the number two volume dealer in New York for truck caps. And theirs are easy to install, so they don't have to drill into your truck or anything. And you don't need to stretch or pull your truck cap anymore because they're so easy to use. You just flip it right on down into the back of your truck and click it into place to keep all the leaves, rain, and snow out of the back of your truck. And you're going to notice that when you're looking at your gas mileage in your truck and say, wow, I feel like I'm going so far without having to hit the gas station again. That's big nowadays. They can also insulate your car or truck so you keep all that winter weather on the outside where it belongs. So head on down to JNR Upholstery at 20 Emma Street in Binghamton or give them a call at 607-797-6832 for all your car or truck needs. That's 20 Emma Street in Binghamton or give them a call at 607-797-6832. You wash your on WMBF. Time for another check on traffic and weather. An update on Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton should reopen today at about 7 a.m. after undergoing joint repairs, but, well, we've heard that before. So we'll keep an eye on it and see if it does, in fact, reopen today. Until then, all local traffic will still need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the off-ramp at exit 19 State Route 7 on Interstate 88 westbound will close for approximately 60 days starting today. The closure is necessary to facilitate a project to resurface the road and rehabilitate bridges. Motorists should anticipate travel delays and build extra travel time into their schedule. Construction activities are weather-dependent and subject to change based on conditions. A variable message sign will alert motorists of the closure and direct them to exit 20 and assigned detour utilizing State Route 7. Weather permitting on Tuesday, August 30th, village crews will be milling two inches of asphalt on Columbia Drive from Dale Hill Road west to the intersection of Rose Lane and on Fairview Street from Reynolds Road to the intersection of Columbia Drive. Traffic will be allowed, but expect timely delays with traffic control. If they can't start or complete milling operations on the scheduled day, the operation will be pushed to the next day. And weather permitting... Wren Street between Zoa Avenue and the Dead End is scheduled for milling operations beginning at 6 a.m. on Wednesday, August 31st. All residents need to have vehicles removed from the street by no later than 6 a.m. on Wednesday. So please plan your routes accordingly when traveling on these roadways. Residents will not have access to their driveways during milling operations. Residents will be allowed to park on the street and will have driveway access restored on Wednesday after milling operations are completed at approximately 3 p.m. There will be a lane restriction on Interstate 81 southbound beginning at mile marker 206 to perform bridge safety inspections beginning Monday, August 29th through Wednesday, August 31st from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. 
And there will be lane restrictions on Interstate 81 north and southbound between exits 194 in Lackawanna County and 206 in Susquehanna County to perform pothole patching. That work will run through Thursday, September 1st, between 6 a.m. and 5 p.m. daily, so motorists should use caution while driving through the work zone. And around Broome County, drainage repair will occur on Shenango Street, Hale-Eddy, and Dunham Hill Roads. Crews will rebuild shoulders on Caldwell Hill Road. Ditching will be performed on Airport, Murphy, Hale-Eddy River, Powers, and Upper Stella Ireland Roads. The Highway Division will clean debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Patching and striping will take place on various county and town roadways. And mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 67 degrees, 97% humidity, and a dew point of 66 degrees, so we're well into that muggy range. Today mostly sunny, a high near 87. Tonight partly cloudy, a low near 68. Tomorrow a chance of showers and thunderstorms, and then showers and possibly a thunderstorm after 3 p.m. Some of those storms could produce gusty winds and heavy rain. A high near 80 degrees and an 80% chance of rain. Tuesday night, showers and thunderstorms mainly before 2 a.m. Then a slight chance of thunderstorms after 5 a.m. A low near 62 and an 80% chance of rain. Wednesday, slight chance of showers after 8 a.m. Mostly sunny, a high near 75 and a 20% chance of rain. Wednesday night, mostly clear, a low near 54 degrees. It's 631. You're listening to WMBF. Even though people... This is WNBS First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning, 67 degrees at 632. Might run into some fog. That's going to be mainly an issue in the River Valley areas. Otherwise, mostly sunny and another warm one today. And it is very unusual for this time of August to be up near 90. The heat values could actually feel more like into the lower 90s for the southern tier. There is a heat advisory that's going to be going into effect in noon for Tompkins County in our listening area. Detroit police say a man suspected of randomly shooting four people, three fatally, on the city's west side has been arrested. Police say the suspected, the suspect was arrested on Sunday evening after an hours-long manhunt, appeared to be firing at people randomly over a roughly two to two and a half hour period. Detroit Police Chief James White said the police traced all four shootings to one firearm, and they believe there is just one shooter. For the first time in over three years, Venezuela and Colombia are exchanging ambassadors ambassadors as the neighboring South American countries restore diplomatic relations under Colombia's new leftist president. President Gustavo Petro dispatched his right-hand man Armando Benedetti to Caracas Sunday. The ambassador, met by Venezuela's deputy foreign minister, wrote the two countries are, quote, brothers, and an imaginary line cannot separate us. Strongman Nicolas Maduro cut ties with Colombia in 2019 for housing Venezuela's political opposition in exile, as millions of Venezuelans fled poverty and political chaos. Maduro and Petro announced the restoration of ties earlier this month, promising to work together and reopen their border. Connor Finnegan, ABC News, at the Foreign Desk in Mexico City. NASA is fueling its new moon rocket for liftoff on its first test flight after a weather delay. Thunderstorms prevented the launch team from starting the fueling operation on time early today at Florida's Kennedy Space Center. Forecasters are optimistic the weather will improve enough for the 322-foot rocket to blast off this morning with a crew capsule bound for lunar orbit. Now, no one is actually inside 
the Orion capsule, just three test dummies. This is the most powerful rocket ever built by NASA, outmuscling even the Saturn V rocket that carried astronauts to the moon a half century ago. WMBF First News Time, 635. A couple Syracuse residents are facing numerous charges in Broome County after sheriff's deputies say they led authorities on a pursuit in a stolen vehicle through the city of Binghamton, town of Vestal, and back into Binghamton. The wild ride began when a sergeant of the Broome County Sheriff's Office saw the vehicle that had been reported stolen in Syracuse driving south on Upper Front Street in the town of Dickinson at 4.20 a.m. on August 21st. Sheriff's Office says the sergeant attempted to make a traffic stop on the stolen vehicle, which fled the scene. The officer gave chase into the city of Binghamton, town of Vestal, and back into the city, where the pursuit was terminated due to the reckless driving of the stolen vehicle in the populous area. A short time later, the same sergeant came across a crash involving the stolen vehicle and another car at the intersection of Court and Water Streets in the city of Binghamton. The sheriff's office says the passenger in the stolen vehicle, 26-year-old Morgan Shoemaker, was apprehended as he tried to flee on foot. 31-year-old Corey Murray was arrested a short time later. Authorities say the crash resulted in non-life-threatening injuries. Murray is charged with felony counts of reckless endangerment, criminal possession of stolen property, unlawfully fleeing a police officer in a motor vehicle, assault, and criminal possession of a controlled substance. He's also charged with misdemeanor in vehicle and traffic law counts of resisting arrest, reckless driving, speeding, leaving the scene of a personal injury accident, driving without a license, and an inadequate muffler. Schoonmaker is charged with felony criminal possession of stolen property, felony criminal possession of a controlled substance, and misdemeanor resisting arrest. WMBF First News Time, 636. A Binghamton man is charged with felony drunk driving and other counts after Broome County Sheriff's deputies responded to a report of a motorist driving erratically on Upper Court Street in the town of Kirkwood shortly after 11.30 p.m. on August 18th. The authorities say 33-year-old Andrew Allen reportedly was swerving across the road, hitting curbs and road signs and not maintaining speed. Deputies found Allen in the area of 584 Upper Court Street and say the Binghamton man showed signs of intoxication. Authorities say he did poorly on standardized field sobriety tests and was taken into custody for DWI. Allen was also cited for moving from Elena unsafely and leaving the scene of a property damage accident. He was ordered to appear in court at a later date. It's 637 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. News Radio. on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly, now rejoined by Kathy White after a well-deserved vacation. What do I do here? (laughs) You do everything in the morning. Oh, my gosh. Everything that makes my life easy. I hate computers. Yeah, it's it's been something. Yeah. Yeah, And you know, David and I have been monkeying around on the weekend through what happens when the one computer in the newsroom just has a black screen that says hard drive not found. Yeah, that's That's different from the other stuff that everybody else has. Yeah, Yeah, you know what happened to us on Friday during Bob's show was that the phone system in the newsroom 
completely gone. It just would would not connect. Refused to connect. That's the internet. Yeah. So I just I had to sit there and basically for the first hour run into the studio with a little piece of paper and be like, hey, this person's calling on this line. And yeah, I've done that. Yeah, and then I finally got that. I've done post the notes on the window. On. Yeah, and I was like, this is like, this is a hassle. This It's supposed to be Friday. We're supposed to be having a good time today. This is supposed to be relaxing. But that wasn't the case. Yeah, I came in extra early this morning because I knew there were computer issues. And we're still having some printing issues with some of the units. So I'm doing work. I did all the work this morning in the main news hole instead of in my office so we still have some issues yeah see that makes my life easier when you're here because all of these things by the time i'm in they're already fixed kathy's taking care of it (laughs) no hands are clean we're good we're good we just hop on air and get on with our day i don't have to worry about all those problems Yeah, vacation was very little complications this time which was nice although we always have drama on the husband's birthday two years ago we're always going to remember that birthday because he almost died. Oh. He, yeah, he got stung by a bunch of yellow jackets, and we ended up in the Tawanda emergency room. So nothing that dramatic this time. He just lost his wallet, but it was still in the camper, and it was all good. But it just kind of spoiled things the morning of his birthday when we had these surprises planned and everything that he was kind of preoccupied trying to wonder where his wallet was and if he was going to have to cancel his credit cards and go get a new driver's license. Yeah, my brother just had to do that. It's a hassle. He claims yeah. out, yeah, somebody somebody stole my wallet that he left at a bar probably. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> a soda establishment, not a bar. Soft drink. Yeah, a soft drink establishment. When he was ordering a sarsaparilla. Yeah, he was just he was just wanted a Sprite and and nothing else in the Sprite, nothing else in the Coke and and all of a sudden, his wallet was gone. It was crazy. So he had to get a new license. Actually, when he came to visit me a few weeks ago, when we went out to soda establishments, he had his entire passport with him. So he's like, well, how, am I, how else am I going to prove to people that I'm over the age of 21, which is, as you know, required for soda establishments? Yes. <laughs> uh, so he, he brought his whole passport with him for the whole night. I was like, this is insane. And this is like the first night that you turned 21. Is. I haven't used it in so long. Yeah. Well, it's like the first night you turn 21 and everyone's like, well, I haven't gotten a new license yet. So I don't know. I guess I'm going to the soda establishment with my passport for two weeks until I can actually prove it with a driver's license. So, yeah, he had to go through that. That was a hassle. And I would never wish lose. I thought I lost my license earlier this week. I was freaking out. I was like, oh, my God, this is going to ruin my entire month trying to get this done. And it just turned out I put it behind my credit card accidentally. Well, so I we, just couldn't find it. We found it in short order, and then he was appreciative of his gifts, and that was a little bit better. But, yeah. That's great. And well, we a had, good week for you guys. We Huh? A good week for you guys. Yeah. You know, and I did some, some cooking, so there will be a recipe showing up sometime. It's a step-by-step, so it takes a while to get all the pictures all arranged and all the instructions and everything. But uh, yeah, Well, we- the Foodie Friday is going to be the staple of our Instagram account now. That's <laughs> going to be the go-to. Well, this is this will be a mega gallery, I'll tell you what. But Ooh, it might not be better. this week. but Even better. Yeah. We have, it, I have got so many public affairs, Southern Tier close-ups. We've got all sorts of exciting things to talk about in the next few weeks on Southern Tier close-up. So I'm still working on lining up those uh, those tapings that we don't even use tape anymore, but that's what we call it. Yeah. So we got those coming up, meetings and all sorts of fun stuff. So sometimes it's like, oh, can't I just go back to vacation? 
Yeah, that's the worst part, right? Coming back from vacation, you're like, just oh, trying to get is, caught up. The yep. next vacation, yeah. and you spend weeks counting down to it. And you're like, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. And then it's over. And you're like, Well, now I have. No, I spent my weeks to. leading up to trying to get everything lined up, <laughs> so it's taken care of before I go. But, yeah, yeah. We got lots of news to write today, though. Lots of news. Just and, trying to figure out how to print it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you always get there. You always get there. It's six forty-three. You're listening to WMBF. Are you watching? News Radio 1290, WMBF. 644 on WMBF. Time for another check on traffic and weather. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is scheduled to reopen today at about 7 a.m. So until then, all local traffic will still need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. And if you're heading over Pierce Creek Bridge after 7 a.m., just be aware, it's not a set time 7 a.m. So you might still need to take that alternate route you've been taking for about a month now. You probably know already. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the off-ramp at exit 19, State Route 7 on Interstate 88 westbound will close for approximately 60 days starting today. The closure is necessary to facilitate a project to resurface the road and rehabilitate bridges. Motorists should anticipate travel delays and build extra travel time into their schedule. Construction activities are weather-dependent and subject to change based on conditions. A variable message sign will alert motorists of the closure and direct them to exit 20 and assign detour utilizing State Route 7. Weather permitting on Tuesday, August 30th, village crews will be milling two inches of asphalt on Columbia Drive from Dale Hill Road west to the intersection of Rose Lane and on Fairview Street from Reynolds Road to the intersection of Columbia Drive in Johnson City. Traffic will be allowed, but expect timely delays with traffic control. If they can't start or complete milling operations on the scheduled day, the operation will be pushed to Wednesday. And weather permitting, Wrench Street between Zoa Avenue and the Dead End is scheduled for milling operations between 6 a.m. on Wednesday, August 31st, or beginning at 6 a.m. All residents need to have their vehicles removed from the street by no later than 6 a.m. on Wednesday, so please plan your routes accordingly when traveling on these roadways. Residents will not have access to their driveways during milling operations. Residents will be allowed to park on the street and will have driveway access restored on Wednesday after milling operations are completed at approximately 3 p.m. There will be a lane restriction on Interstate 81 southbound beginning at mile marker 206 to perform bridge safety inspections beginning today, running through Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And there will be lane restrictions on Interstate 81 north and southbound between exits 194 in Lackawanna County and exit 206 in Susquehanna County to perform pothole patching. That work will run through Thursday, September 1st, between 6 a.m. and 5 p.m. daily, so motorists should use caution while driving through the work zone. And around Broome County, drainage repair will occur on Shenango Street, Hale Eddy, and Dunham Hill Roads. Crews will rebuild shoulders on Caldwell Hill Road. Ditching will be performed on Airport, Murphy, Hale Eddy River, Powers, and Upper Stella Ireland Roads. The Highway Division will clean debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Patching and striping will take place on various county and town roadways. And mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 67 degrees, 97% humidity, and a dew point of 66 degrees, so we're well into that muggy range today. Today mostly sunny, with a high near 87 degrees. Tonight partly cloudy, a low near 68. 
Tomorrow, chance of showers and thunderstorms, then showers and possibly a thunderstorm after 3 p.m. Some of those storms could produce gusty winds and heavy rain, a high near 80 degrees and an 80% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, showers and thunderstorms mainly before 2 a.m., then a slight chance of thunderstorms after 5 a.m., a low near 62 degrees and 80% chance of rain. Wednesday, a slight chance of showers after 8 a.m., but mostly sunny with a high near 75, a 20% chance of rain. And Wednesday night, mostly clear, a low near 54 degrees. It's 648. You're listening to WMBF. Today might be the day I drop out of school. But you might be able to stop me. With United Way, you could tutor me, be my mentor, or volunteer to just read with me. There are tons of ways people like you can help kids like me stay in school. Make me a success, not a statistic. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back live at the National Butt Out Finals. A.J. Langer is all fired up. And there he goes. It's out. He put his butt out in 2.6 seconds. Lori is with A.J. Lori? A.J., how did you get your butt out so quick? Well, I learned the hard way. I burned the house down. If you smoke, put it out. All the way. Every time. Smoking is the number one cause of preventable home fire deaths. Check out usfa.dhs.gov slash smoking. A message from the U.S. Fire. Fire Administration and firefighters everywhere. Six fifty on WMBF. Now it's time for Kim Commando. Since the earliest days of television, the three big networks, ABC, CBS, and NBC, have filled primetime evenings Monday through Friday. But streaming and cable channels are crushing the big three. And word leaking out of NBC regarding prime time is, we give up. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by ExpressVPN. Secure your online data and get extra three months free at expressvpn.com slash Kim. There's no question that network TV viewing is in the decline. While nothing is official, word from NBC is that competition for evening viewers has become far too expensive. In an unprecedented move, NBC may throw the towel in for its last hour prime time. That's 10 to 11 in the east, 9 to 10 in the west. They'll simply admit that Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, and some large cable programs, such as Gutfield on Fox and Hallmark's Christmas movies, are just too much. The message to the local affiliates will be, do the best you can. Hey, get my longer daily podcast for more tech news and tips. It's called Kim Commando Today. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. That's true when your business is growing fast, and even more true when there's a lot of uncertainty. Inflation is running rampant, supply chains are clogged, and the labor market is tight. What does that mean for margins? But not every business is in the dark. Over 31,000 businesses know their numbers because they use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. Get visibility and control of your financials, planning, budgeting, and inventory so you can manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. It's everything you need all in one place. NetSuite helps identify rising costs, automate manual business processes, and shows you where to save money. Know your numbers. Know your business. Get to know how NetSuite can be the source of truth for your company. Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Kim right now. NetSuite.com slash Kim. That's NetSuite.com slash Kim. You wash your...
6.53 on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Herman Marquez outpitched Max Scherzer, allowing one hit over seven sparkling innings and denying the New York Mets ace his 200th career win as the Colorado Rockies eked out a one nothing victory to prevent a four-game sweep by the NL East leaders. Brian Servin's sacrifice fly off Scherzer in the seventh gave the Rockies their second one nothing win over the Mets, the other one coming in August 2012. Marquez struck out five and walked two, improving to 2-1 two and one with a 142 ERA in three road starts against the Mets. Scherzer gave up four hits and racked up 11 strikeouts over seven innings in his 110th double-digit strikeout game, tying Roger Clemens for third on the career list behind Nolan Ryan and Randy Johnson. Minor league call-up Adrian Martinez held New York hitless into the fifth inning, and the Oakland Athletics shut down the powerful Yankees for a second straight game with a 4-1 victory. One night after the vaunted Yankees lineup managed just one hit in 11 innings against Adam Oler and the Oakland bullpen, New York wasn't much better against another starter who entered the game with an ERA above six. Dermis Garcia drove in two runs for the A's. Now this was exactly what I was talking about last week when I was talking about the Yankees playing in Oakland. It doesn't matter how bad the Oakland Athletics are in any given year. The Yankees just, they don't win there. They don't win. It makes no sense. So another tough stretch for the Yankees here. I thought things might have been turning around after sweeping the Mets in the Subway Series, only a two-game set last week, and then winning the first game against Oakland by a score of 13-5. to thought maybe the Yankees had broken out and were ready to get going again. Well, that apparently is not the case. So Yankees still looking for answers. Coming out pretty slow from the All-Star break. Trying to get right going into the month of September ahead of the postseason. I guess if there were a time to go on a cold streak, it's right now when you have a big AL East lead and you have some time to work through things and figure it out before you get to the postseason when you start to get hot again at the right time. That's really all the postseason is, just getting getting hot at the right time. That's how the Atlanta Braves won the World Series last year. Probably the worst team in the postseason last year ended up winning the World Series. Because a guy like Eddie Rosario is the definition of an average major league hitter for his entire career. He turns into Babe Ruth during the month of October. The Los Angeles Angels will host the Yankees, looking to end a three-game home skid. The Yankees now 78-50, first in the AL East. The Angels 55-73, fourth in the AL West. Going for the Yankees tonight, Frankie Montas, a 4-10 record, 384 ERA. Still hasn't quite gotten his footing with the New York Yankees since being acquired at the trade deadline. For the Angels, Jose Suarez, a 4-6 record, 4-19 ERA. Well, at least the Binghamton Rumble Ponies won last night. They won 7-4 against the Reading Fighting Phils. Got RBIs from Mauricio and Nick Meyer. Ronnie Mauricio hit a two-run home run in the third inning. He had three RBIs on the day. Meyer had two RBIs on the day. So a good win for the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. They're now 48-71. and 71, so I don't think this win is really going to affect their minor league postseason chances. No game for the Rumble Ponies today. They're back in action tomorrow, back at home against the Somerset Patriots. A 6.35 start. Pre-game starts at 6.20 with Jacob Wilkins. It's going to be a series to see if you're in the Binghamton area. The Somerset Patriots, the AA affiliate of the New York Yankees against the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Some big names in that series. Anthony Volpe for the Somerset Patriots. And, of course, Ronnie Mauricio. Two shortstops, two top prospect shortstops battling it out. 
in the minor league affiliates of two rival clubs. Some football news. Giants backup quarterback Tyrod Taylor was carted from the sideline after sustaining a back injury in the first quarter of the annual preseason game against the rival New York Jets. Coach Brian Dabble did not think the injury was a concern after the Jets' 31-27 win Sunday. Dabble said the 33-year-old Taylor landed hard. He was hit by Jets rookie defensive lineman Michael Clemens shortly after completing a pass. Clemens fell on top of Taylor as the two landed on the artificial turf. After being examined by medical personnel, he left the field and did not return. Tough break for the Giants. You want to have a good backup quarterback if your starting quarterback is Daniel Jones. Hasn't really been that great so far for the New York Giants. Some other interesting sports stuff going on. Serena Williams is preparing to say goodbye to the game of tennis. The U.S. Open might be her last tournament. It starts today in New York. And Rory McIlroy won the FedEx Cup for the third time, winning $18 million. It's 6.58. You're listening to WMBF. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, Closing out the first hour of the week of WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly. Rejoined by Kathy White this week. A nice shout-out to Bob Joseph for filling in last week. Coming up after two more hours of First News, we'll have Bob Joseph's Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. That's your chance to call in and contribute to the program, ask about some local issues, maybe some national issues, but we prefer local issues. And coming up next, we'll have ABC News. This is WNBS First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 7.04. And it's been a fair night for most of it. A few clouds around at the airport right now. 67 degrees with a south wind at 6 miles per hour. A little on the humid side with a dew point at 66. Also a possible issue with patchy fog in the valley areas. Otherwise mostly sunny today and a high around 90. The National Weather Service is advising this last Monday of the meteorological summer is going to be a hot one with a temperature in Binghamton expected to be about 90. But combined with the higher dew point temperatures again, it'll feel more like the lower 90s, increasing the risk of heat related illness. For people headed to Gads outside of Syracuse for the Great New York State Fair, there's a heat advisory in effect from noon until 7 p.m. with heat index values expected to be in the mid-90s. Residents are advised to limit time outdoors in the heat of the day, take frequent breaks, and remain hydrated. The struggle to stay cool is going to be greater for those people making the drive an hour north on Interstate 81 to enjoy everything the fair has to offer this afternoon. The National Weather Service at Hancock Field says the feels-like temperature could be 5 degrees hotter than 
here for areas like Syracuse, Ithaca, Watkins Glen, Rome, and Utica. Much of the fairground does consist of paved surfaces, so that's even hotter. But visitors to the fair yesterday afternoon with the temperatures in the mid to upper 80s said they found it helpful to take frequent breaks in the many air-conditioned pavilions on the ground. Tomorrow, the weather concern turns to possible thunderstorms, especially in the afternoon through early evening in the southern tier. Forecasters say a few of the thunderstorms could be severe with gusty winds and locally heavy rainfall. WMBF First News Time 706. An Endicott man will be sentenced in November after pleading guilty in the shooting of a man in the chest with a compound bow earlier this year. Broome County District Attorney Michael Korchak says 20-year-old Carson Vanko pleaded guilty last week to the violent felony of attempted assault in the July 26th attack that reportedly happened during a dispute at the abandoned Vestal Hills Country Club. The Broome County Sheriff's Office announced on July 26th they believed the site was being used by 23-year-old Beso Vanavonksa of Binghamton as a site where he had stockpiled weapons and other property that the authorities had suspected was stolen. Van Vogsa was also found to be in possession of around 24 grams of methamphetamine. In the original news release, the sheriff's office said they believed that Vanco, 21-year-old Savannah Perry of Endicott, who was also charged, and Vanna Vonksa knew each other and that the two Endicott men conspired to ambush the Binghamton man and Vanco shot Vanna Vonksa in the chest. Vanco and Perry were each charged with felony assault and conspiracy. Vanna Vonksa is charged with weapon possession and criminal possession of a controlled substance. Vanco is expected to be sentenced to eight years in New York State prison, followed by five years post-release supervision. The news release from the district attorney's office did not update the status of the case against Perry or Vanavonksa. WMBF First News Time 707. A Syracuse man admits he broke into the Vestal Elks Lodge and stole an automatic teller machine almost a year ago. According to the office of the Broome County District Attorney Michael Korchak, 40-year-old Philip Jackson pleaded guilty in Broome County Court to felony burglary and will be sentenced in December. According to the news release from the DA, Jackson broke into the Vestal Elks Lodge on the Vestal Parkway West and stole the ATM containing $6,100. Footage from the surveillance cameras were used to identify Jackson. The authorities say that the Syracuse man had been arrested by New York State Police in the Albany area on unrelated charges. Korchak's office says Jackson will receive a sentence of two to four years in New York State prison when he is scheduled to be sentenced in December. WMBF First News Time 708. Reservations are being taken for the first evening meal at the Northern Broom Senior Center in almost in over two years. Northern Broom Cares, a program of the Rural Health Network of South Central New York, will serve dinner on August 30th from 4.30 to 6. According to the Rural Health Network, prior to the pandemic, the once-a-month dinners in Whitney Point served about 100 meals and served as a social outlet for Northern Broom County residents for over two years. Tomorrow's dinner will feature catered pulled pork and potato salad from Steve's Backyard Barbecue in Whitney Point. There will also be live music by Wayne Beto. The Senior Center is at 12 Strong's Place in Whitney Point. Again, reservations are required. Those wishing to attend should call the Northern Broome County Senior Center Site Supervisor Heather Bush at 607-692-3405. It's 709 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM.
This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. And paid for. Imagine a world where bullying isn't considered a normal part of childhood. A world where I'm not afraid to go to school. <laughs> to speak out. To be myself. Loser. A world where I'm not afraid to be caught alone. We have the power to stop the bullying. Speak out. Speak up. Educate. Find out what to look for and how you can make a difference at bullying.org. Bullying is not kids being kids. It's not about good homes or bad homes. It's not a normal part of growing up. I shouldn't be afraid to get on the school bus. To turn on my computer. Message. A lock to my locker. Did you know that a bully will stop his or her behavior in 10 seconds when their peers speak up? Use your voice. Hey, leave him alone. We have the power to stop bullying. Find out more at bullying.org. Bullying.org. Where you're not alone. Where you're not alone. Seven Eleven on WMBF. You're listening to hour number two of First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton should be reopening right about now. But if it's not, all local traffic will still need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure, and we'll try to find out if that road is in fact reopened yet, as it was supposed to reopen two weeks ago, but that got delayed. New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the off-ramp at Exit 19, State Route 7 on Interstate 88 westbound, will close for approximately 60 days starting today. The closure is necessary to facilitate a project to resurface the road and rehabilitate bridges. Motorists should anticipate travel delays and build extra travel time into their schedule. A variable message sign will alert motorists of the closure and direct them to Exit 20 and assign detour utilizing State Route 7. On Tuesday, August 30th, in Johnson City, village crews will be milling two inches of asphalt on Columbia Drive from Dayo Hill Road West to the intersection of Rose Lane and on Fairview Street from Reynolds Road to the intersection of Columbia Drive. Traffic will be allowed, but expect timely delays with traffic control. If they can't start or complete milling operations tomorrow, the operation will be pushed to Wednesday. And weather permitting, Wren Street between Zoa Avenue and the Dead End is scheduled for milling operations beginning at 6 a.m. on Wednesday. All residents need to have vehicles removed from the street by no later than 6 a.m. on Wednesday, so please plan your routes accordingly when traveling on these roads. Residents will not have access to their driveways during milling operations. Residents will be allowed to park on the street and will have driveway access restored on Wednesday after milling operations are completed at approximately 3 p.m. There's going to be a lane restriction on Interstate 81 southbound beginning at mile marker 206 to perform bridge safety inspections. That work starts today, runs through Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And there's going to be lane restrictions on 81 north and southbound between exits 194 in Lackawanna County and exit 206 in Susquehanna County to perform pothole patching. That work runs through Thursday between 6 a.m. and 5 p.m. daily, so motorists should use caution while driving through the work zone. And around Broome County, drainage repair will occur on Shenango Street, Hale Eddy, and Dunham Hill Roads. Crews will rebuild shoulders on Caldwell Hill Road. Ditching will be performed on Airport, Murphy, Hale Eddy River, Powers, and Upper Stella Ireland Roads. The Highway Division will clean debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. 
Patching and striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 67 degrees, 97% humidity, and a dew point of 66 degrees, so it certainly feels pretty muggy out there. Today mostly sunny, a high near 87 degrees. Tonight partly cloudy, a low near 68. Tomorrow a chance of showers and thunderstorms, then showers and possibly a thunderstorm after 3 p.m. Some of those storms could produce gusty winds and heavy rain, a high near 80 degrees and an 80% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 2 a.m., then a slight chance of thunderstorms after 5 a.m., a low near 62 degrees and 80% chance of rain. Wednesday, a slight chance of showers after 8 a.m., mostly sunny, a high near 75, a 20% chance of rain. Wednesday night, mostly clear, a low near 54 degrees. It's 7.15. You're listening to WMBF. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T. F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty, then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately, because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment, and that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs, face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Seven sixteen on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Herman Marquez outpitched Max Scherzer, allowing one hit over seven sparkling innings and denying the New York Mets ace his two hundredth career win as the Colorado Rockies eked out a one nothing victory to prevent a four game sweep by the NL East leaders. Brian Servin's sacrifice fly off Scherzer in the seventh gave the Rockies their second one nothing win over the Mets. Marquez struck out five and walked two, improving to two to one, two and one with a 142 ERA and three road starts against the Mets. Scherzer gave up four hits and racked up 11 strikeouts over seven innings in his 110th double-digit strikeout game, tying Roger Clemens for third on the career list behind Nolan Ryan and Randy Johnson. And for the Yankees. Minor league call-up Adrian Martinez held New York hitless into the fifth inning, and the Oakland Athletics shut down the powerful Yankees for a second straight game with a 4-1 victory. One night after the vaunted Yankees lineup managed just one hit in 11 innings against Adam Oler and the Oakland bullpen. New York wasn't much better against another starter who entered the game with an ERA above six. Dermis Garcia drove in two runs for the A's. The Yankees will head to Los Angeles to take on the Angels now. The Yankees now 78-50, and first in the AL East. The Angels 55 and 73, fourth in the AL West. The Angels have Jose Suarez going on the mound, 4 and 6 record, 419 ERA. For the Yankees, Frankie Montas, a 4 and 10 record, 384 ERA, still looking to get his footing with the New York Yankees after being traded at the trade deadline. The Binghamton Rumble Ponies won last night, 7 to 4 against the Reading Fighting Phils. They got RBIs from Ronnie Mauricio and Nick Meyer. Mauricio hit a two-run shot in the third inning. He also hit a double yesterday. 
It's a good win for the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. They're back in action on Tuesday. No game tonight. Tuesday at 6.35 against the Somerset Patriots back home at Morabito Stadium after this lengthy road trip. So you can listen to the game right here on WMBF if you can't make it out to the stadium. Pre-game starts at 6.20 with Jacob Wilkins. And this is going to be a good one. The Somerset Patriots, the AA affiliate of the New York Yankees. And a couple top prospect shortstops going at it in Ronnie Mauricio and Anthony Volpe. Other sports news, Rory McIlroy is the FedEx Cup champion for the third time. He stormed from a record-tying six shots behind to win the Tour Championship and capture the $18 million prize. Scotty Scheffler never trailed all week until the 70th hole. He built the six-shot lead Sunday morning with four birdies and six holes to complete the third round, but he was never on his game and made only one birdie in a round of 73. McElroy shot a 66. He says winning felt even more significant because of the tumultuous year caused by the Saudi-funded LIV Golf. And the U.S. Open will be unlike any other, thanks to Serena Williams. It's because the 40-year-old American and owner of 23 Grand Slam singles titles recently announced she was ready to step away from being a tennis player. Williams will face Donka Kovinich of Montenegro from the first round of singles Monday. And also will be teaming up with her sister Venus in doubles. And whether or not this U.S. Open actually does turn out to be the final event of her lengthy, storied, and influential career on the court, the two-week hardcourt tournament that begins Monday in New York will be mostly about Williams as long as she remains in the field. Serena Williams is another one of those all-time athletes that I've just grown up my entire life with. I've never really, I've never really been a huge tennis fan, but I still used to watch Serena and Venus play tennis because they were so dominant. You can make an argument that among all the professional sports in America, outside even outside the big four, baseball, football, basketball, and hockey, it's hard to find another athlete who is quite as dominant as Serena Williams has been in her career. So I used to watch the U.S. Open every year. At least until I had to start driving into Queens and realized that the two weeks of the U.S. Open was going to be a nightmare for traffic. Then I got a little bitter about the U.S. Open. 7.20 on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Comments from the Federal Reserve Chair suggesting that interest rate hikes are here to stay sent stocks on a spiral on Friday. The Dow Jones fell 1,008 points, just over 3% for its worst day since May. The S&P and NASDAQ fell 3.4 and 3.9% respectively. Jerome Powell's comments last week have sent shockwaves across the Asia-Pacific region. Japan's Nikkei slipped more than 2.5% overnight. South Korea's major index gave up just over 2%. Despite nagging inflation, shoppers in this country are likely to find some bargains. The Wall Street Journal says clothing retailers especially have found themselves with too much inventory. They're running sales now to cut into that overstock. And with NASA planning to launch a rocket bound for a trip around the moon today... Krispy Kreme is celebrating with a new donut. The Artemis Moon Donut is topped with cookies and cream and stuffed with a cheesecake-flavored filling. Jim Ryan, ABC News. When Dad needed help getting around, I became his driver. Soon enough, it was up to me to be his housekeeper and financial manager, too. When he moved in, I became his cook and even his nurse. But no matter what roles I play, I know I'm still his daughter. 
we understand the roles you play. So to help, we created aarp.org slash caregiving, where you can connect with experts and other caregivers. Visit aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Seven twenty-three on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Political Insights. Here are your political insights from ABC News. The U.S. Director of National Intelligence announced a plan to assess potential damage from classified documents recovered from Mar-a-Lago that should not have been there. Senate Intelligence Committee Republican Roy Blunt wants to know why the committee didn't know. Why hadn't the Intelligence Committee that I've been on for my time in the Senate and time in the House, why hadn't we heard anything about this? In fact, if the administration was concerned that there was a national security problem. Blunt on ABC's This Week broadcast. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin was in Lansing, Michigan, stumping for Tudor Dixon, who's trying to unseat the state's Democratic governor, Gretchen Whitmer. She can win and she can be a great governor and she will in fact put Michigan back where Michigan belongs. Polling by Epic MRA, reported by the Detroit Free Press, gives Governor Whitmer an 11-point lead on Dixon, despite 51% rating her job performance negatively. And those are your political insights. Richard Cantu, ABC News. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back live at the National Butt-Out Finals. A.J. Langer is all fired up, and there he goes. It's out. He put his butt out in 2.6 seconds. Lori is with A.J. Lori? A.J., how did you get your butt out so quick? Well, I learned the hard way. I burned the house down. If you smoke, put it out all the way, every time. Smoking is the number one cause of preventable home fire deaths. Check out usfa.dhs.gov slash smoking. A message from the U.S. Fire Administration and firefighters everywhere. on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is scheduled to be reopening just about now. If it's not, all local traffic will still need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. The signed detour route will be in place during the closure. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the off-ramp at exit 19, State Route 7 on Interstate 88 westbound will close for approximately 60 days starting on Monday, August 29th, today. The closure is necessary to facilitate a project to resurface the road and rehabilitate bridges. Motorists should anticipate travel delays and build extra travel time into their schedule. Construction activities are weather-dependent and subject to change based on conditions. A variable message sign will alert motorists to the closure and direct them to Exit 20, and assigned detour utilizing State Route 7. In Johnson City, village crews will be milling two inches of asphalt on Columbia Drive from Dale Hill Road West to the intersection of Rose Lane and on Fairview Street from Reynolds Road to the intersection of Columbia Drive tomorrow. Traffic will be allowed, to, will be allowed but expect timely delays but tra- with traffic control. If they can't start or complete milling tomorrow, the operation will be pushed to Wednesday. And weather permitting on Wren Street between Zoa Avenue and the Dead End is scheduled for milling operation between 6 a.m. on Wednesday, or beginning at 6 a.m. on Wednesday, August 31st. All residents need to have vehicles removed from the street by no later than 6 a.m., so please plan your routes accordingly when traveling on these roads. Residents will not have access to their driveways during milling operations. Residents will be allowed to park on the street and will have driveway access restored on Wednesday after milling operations are completed at approximately 3 p.m. 
There will be a lane restriction on Interstate 81 southbound beginning at mile marker 206 to perform bridge safety inspections. That work starts today, runs through Wednesday, August 31st from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. There will also be lane restrictions on Interstate 81 north and southbound between exits 194 in Lackawanna County and 206 in Susquehanna County to perform pothole patching. That work will run through Thursday, September 1st between 6 a.m. and 5 p.m. daily, so motorists should use caution while driving through the work zone. And around Broome County, drainage repair will occur on Shenango Street, Hale Eddy, and Dunham Hill Roads. Crews will rebuild shoulders on Caldwell Hill Road. Ditching will be performed on Airport, Murphy, Hale Eddy River, Powers, and Upper Stella Ireland Roads. The Highway Division will clean debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Patching and striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 67 degrees, 97% humidity, and a dew point of 66 degrees, so well into that muggy range. Today mostly sunny, a high near 87. Tonight partly cloudy, a low near 68. Tomorrow chance of showers and thunderstorms, then showers and possibly a thunderstorm after 3 p.m. Some of those storms could produce gusty winds and heavy rain, a high near 80 degrees and an 80% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 2 a.m., then a slight chance of thunderstorms after 5 a.m., low near 62 degrees and 80% chance of rain. Wednesday, slight chance of showers after 8 a.m., but mostly sunny with a high near 75, a 20% chance of rain, and Wednesday night, mostly clear, a low near 54 degrees. It's 729, you're listening to WMBF. Are you watching... on WMEF. Now it's time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. The invites were sent, but the audience didn't show up. We're all so delighted that you're here. The creepy film The Invitation led the slowest box office weekend since February and opened to an estimated 7 million bucks in North America. George Miller's 3,000 Years of Longing debuting to just under 3 million, and John Boyega's Breaking just 1.1 million. Everything together added up to around 52 million, which is off 16% from the same weekend last year when COVID was more of a concern. The end of August, typically a slow time, but this is much slower than normal. Maybe this will bring people in. This upcoming Saturday, September 3rd, is the first ever National Cinema Day with more than 3,000 theaters across the country offering tickets for three bucks or less. AMC, Cinemark, Regal, and more participating. And the cheap tickets will apply to all formats, even IMAX. Bad Bunny back at number one on the Billboard 200 album chart with Un Verano Sin T, the album's ninth week on top, tying the Encanto soundtrack for the most weeks at number one this year. And actress Leah Michelle is 36 today. Jason Athens in ABC News, Hollywood. You want... This is WNBS First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 67 degrees at 732. The forecast for today, it's going to be another hazy, hot, and humid summer day. And temperatures getting up around 90. We do not have any heat advisories for us. But in Tompkins County, they do have a heat advisory going into effect going from noon today until about 7 tonight. That's also going to be the case for anyone that wants to make a journey to the New York State Fair outside of Syracuse. They are under a heat index with the heat advisory for the heat index into the low 90s. 
The head of the International Atomic Energy Agency says the U.N. nuclear watchdog's long-awaited expert mission to the Zeporiva power plant in Ukraine is now on, on its way. IAEA Director General Rafael Grossi has for months sought access to the plant, Ukraine and Europe's biggest, which Russian forces have controlled since soon after the war began. Grossi wrote on Twitter that the day has come. He says the mission will arrive later this week. Israel has dispatched several top officials to Washington to try to influence the final draft of the Iran nuclear deal agreement. The next official making the trip in charge of Israel's campaign against Iran's nuclear program. The head of the Mossad Israel spy agency heading to Washington this week for talks on the emerging Iran nuclear deal. David Barnea insisting it will be based on a, quote, pack of lies from Iran, calling it a strategic catastrophe for the Middle East. But the aims of his trip remain unclear. Will Barnea bring new intelligence to the White House, demand Israeli changes that don't appear realistic, or is the Mossad chief coming to warn Israel will intensify its campaign to sabotage Iran's nuclear capabilities if a new deal is signed. Jordana Miller, ABC News, Jerusalem. WMBF First News Time, 734. A couple of Syracuse residents are facing numerous charges in Broome County after sheriff's deputies say they led authorities on a pursuit in a stolen vehicle through the city of Binghamton and town of Vestal. The wild ride began when a sergeant of the Broome County Sheriff's Office saw the vehicle that had been reported stolen in Syracuse driving south on Upper Front Street in the town of Dickinson at 4.20 a.m. August 21st. The sheriff's office says the sergeant attempted to make a traffic stop on the stolen vehicle, which fled the scene. The officer gave chase into the city of Binghamton, town of Vestal, and back into the city of Binghamton, where the pursuit was terminated due to the reckless driving of the stolen vehicle in the populous area. A short time later, the same sergeant came across a crash involving the stolen vehicle in another car at the intersection of Court and Water Streets on the city of Binghamton. The sheriff's office says the passenger in the stolen vehicle, 26-year-old Morgan Shoemaker, was apprehended as he fled on foot. 31-year-old Corey Murray was arrested a short time later. Authorities say the crash resulted in non-life-threatening injuries. Murray is charged with felony counts of reckless endangerment, criminal possession of stolen property, unlawfully fleeing a police officer in a motor vehicle, assault, and criminal possession of a controlled substance. He's also charged with misdemeanor and vehicle and traffic law counts of resisting arrest, reckless driving, speeding, leaving the scene of a personal injury accident, driving without a license, and inadequate muffler. Schoonmaker was charged with felony criminal possession of stolen property, felony criminal possession of a controlled substance, and misdemeanor resisting arrest. WMBF First News Time 736. A Binghamton man is charged with felony drunk driving and other counts after Broome County Sheriff's deputies responded to a report of a motorist driving erratically on Upper Court Street in the town of Kirkwood shortly after 11.30 p.m. August 18th. Authorities say 33-year-old Andrew Allen reportedly was swerving across the road, hitting curbs and road signs, and not maintaining speed. Deputies found Allen in the area of 584 Upper Court Street and say the Binghamton man showed signs of intoxication. Authorities say he did poorly on standardized field sobriety tests and was taken into custody for DWI. Allen was also cited for moving from a lane unsafely and leaving the scene of a property damage accident. He was ordered to appear in court at a later date.
And Broome County Sheriff's officials say an Endwell man was found with quantities of fentanyl and methamphetamine when they investigated a report of suspicious activity in a vehicle on East Main Street in the town of Union last Wednesday. According to the Sheriff's Office, authorities received a report at 7.30 p.m. on the 24th of people in a vehicle who may be under the influence of narcotics in the area of 2105 East Main Street. Deputies say subsequent investigation revealed that one of the occupants of the vehicle, identified as 46-year-old Jeffrey Prettyman, was in possession of quantities of fentanyl and meth, as well as packaging materials and scales. Authorities say Prettyman was taken into custody without incident. The other occupant of the vehicle has not been identified in the sheriff's news release, and there was no word if that person will face charges in the future. It's 737, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Hey, News Radio 1290, WMBF. 7.38 on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly, joined by Kathy White. Now, Kathy, I had a pretty good weekend this weekend, too. What'd you do? I had, I had a friend of mine from college come on Saturday. She came to hang out for the day on Saturday. And then saw her at Porch Fest yesterday while I was walking oh, around, yeah. listening to music, taking some pictures. Yeah, lots of lots of stuff going on with Porch Fest. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I didn't know that there were that many bands in Binghamton to have, like, uh, what is it, like 70 porches total that had music played on the porch? I think some people come from even out of the area, but there's a lot of bands in Binghamton. Yeah, there were a lot of really good ones, too. Yeah. uh, Drawing very massive crowds. So that was a cool experience, although after, like, two hours of walking around Porch Fest, (laughs) I, I was more or less unable to continue walking physically. I just couldn't do it. Well, I was just getting things all back in put away and and stuff and the husband went with his brother to the great new york state fair yesterday Ah. and and walked around and he was he was saying that it was pretty warm there i I had to ask him i said one of the things that he he just loved was dipping dots i love dipping dots the ice cream of the future several years ago (laughs) yeah that's the thing that cracks me up is they're still billing it as the ice cream of the future so I was as I asked him if he had had his uh, past ice cream of the future. <laughs> yeah, well, Dippin' Dots have been around for I know at least twenty years. Yeah, and it still says the ice cream of the future. Yeah, because I used to go. There used to be a water park out. Well, there still is. So I don't go there anymore. But there was a water park out on Long Island that was like the big thing was to get Dippin' Dots and then go wait in line for an hour and a half wait to get to the top of the slide and ride the slide for about 20 seconds before you got in another hour and a half long line when i was a kid it seemed like a lot of fun and the older (laughs) i got i was like you know what i'm starting to think i'm really just standing around for an hour and a half for 20 seconds of enjoyment it's not as much fun now this weekend down at, at the old campsite it was halloween they have different holidays you know because you only have the camping season yeah so it was halloween this weekend so we got to see a lot of trick-or-treaters. I mean, it, it seems to go in cycles about how many young families are at this campground. And there's a lot more young families this year. So they're, some of the campers, they really went all out with the inflatables, with the thing, scenes from Nightmare Before Christmas and dragons and graveyards and things. But it was kind of fun to see the kids all in their little costumes. Some years it's just been so stinking hot. And they do they do their trick-or-treating. Um, their parents drive them around in the golf carts all around the campground. It's a big campground. 
and it's been so hot some years, I was just wondering how some of these kids were managing in this full black Batman outfits. Yeah. In, but it was very pleasant on Saturday for, for the trick-or-treaters. And uh, we had one little boy. I call him Clumsy Elvis. He was he was in an Elvis outfit, and he couldn't walk more than two steps without falling down. I felt so bad. Oh for the no! So I gave him an extra chocolate bar, and he he says he looked at me when I was handing him the chocolate bar. And he goes, "I think I hurt my wrist, so I don't want any chocolate." Oh no! No, that's what? when you need the chocolate. What? You need something to pick you back up. Apparently, chocolate exacerbates oh a wrist injury. Yeah, according to him. Yeah, you know what I'm really excited for is convincing my roommate that we need to buy Halloween candy for the kids, knowing full well that I live on the third floor of an apartment and we're not going to get any trick or treaters. It's like, oh, we didn't get any. Someone's got to eat all this candy now. Uh, it's otherwise you're just going to go to waste. Well, so. we bought a huge bag of candy. They already have the trick or treat candy in the stores. Oh, yeah, I've seen. And yeah. candy so corn, we, we I We bought a fairly corn. large bag figuring, you know, we always buy stuff that we like, and we figured that we were going to be, you know, rolling in the candy. But there were quite a few kids out, and it was fun. Yeah, was we fun. always got that back home on Long Island that, for whatever reason, the kids in our neighborhood didn't really trick-or-treat, at least not, like, in our part of the neighborhood, which, you know, it never made any sense to us. So every year we'd go out and we'd buy Halloween candy. We're like, this is going to be the year, right? Kids are going to come here. There's kids literally on our street. They're going to come to our house to trick or treat, right? They never came. We got to eat all the candy ourselves. It was awesome. And I don't go, I don't go as all out as I have in the past. I used to, you know, now I don't think anybody remembers what I used to do. It's been so long since I've gone crazy with the front of the house. And yeah. I've never scaring, been a huge scaring little children person. And, you know, but. I'm always I'm always the person at the Halloween party who like puts on a name tag that says Dave on it. I was like, this is my costume. I'm Dave. I've never no, really go, been a huge ho- costume person. I, you know, yeah. I, I I get quite elaborate, but it turned out to be too expensive. Yeah, <laughs> too much too much work and too much money. Yeah, but the thing with Halloween costumes is you either have to go all out or you have to do nothing at all. Otherwise, you're just a normal person in a Halloween costume. It's not a conversation starter. Yeah, if you go all I, out, then people I, won't ask. I really give higher marks and, and the better candy to the kids that are non-store-bought costumes, the ones that have made their costumes or their parents have put effort into making it, some thought into it. And oh, yeah. yeah. I'll, have to, I'll have to tell you some ideas. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll do a costume if it's like really easy. Like if you tell me a really easy homemade costume oh, that takes I, me like I've fifteen minutes to do, I, it's got to involve I'll, a bad pun. It. A bad <laughs> that's pun. The, that's the one thing that I I absolutely adore. Yeah, well, as you know, I am too. I'm a big fan of puns. So yeah. this is this might be the first year I have a Halloween costume in like I don't know eight or nine years. I'll I'll I'll, I'll get you set up. Yeah. Okay. It's seven forty five. You're listening to WMBF. Save on. Pa- Seven forty-six on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We have an update on Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton. It was supposed to reopen today at about seven a.m., but as we've heard from friend of the program Val, still not reopen. Friend of the program Val was the one who let us know on August fifteenth when it was supposed to reopen that it also was not open yet. So we'll keep you updated as soon as we learn more about Pierce Creek Bridge. 
The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the off-ramp at exit 19 State Route 7 on Interstate 88 westbound will close for approximately 60 days starting on Monday, today, August 29th. The closure is necessary to facilitate a project to resurface the road and rehabilitate bridges. Motorists should anticipate travel delays and build extra travel time into their schedule. Construction activities are weather-dependent and subject to change based on conditions. A variable message sign will alert motorists of the closure and direct them to exit 20 and assign detour utilizing State Route 7. Weather permitting, tomorrow, August 30th, Johnson City Village crews will be milling two inches of asphalt on Columbia Drive from Dale Hill Road west to the intersection of Rose Lane and on Fairview Street from Reynolds Road to the intersection of Columbia Drive. Traffic will be allowed, but expect timely delays with traffic control. If they can't start or complete milling operations on the scheduled day of operation, well, it'll be pushed to the next day, Wednesday. Also on Wednesday, Wren Street between Zoe Avenue and the Dead End is scheduled for milling operations beginning at 6 a.m. All residents need to have vehicles removed from the street by no later than 6 a.m. on Wednesday, so please plan your routes accordingly when traveling on these roadways. Residents will not have access to their driveways during milling operations. Residents will be allowed to park on the street and will have driveway access restored on Wednesday after milling operations are completed at approximately 3 p.m. There's going to be a lane restriction on Interstate 81 southbound beginning at mile marker 206 to perform bridge uh, bridge safety inspections. That work begins today, runs through Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. daily. There will also be lane restrictions on Interstate 81 north and southbound between exit 194 in Lackawanna County and 206 in Susquehanna County to perform pothole patching. That work will run through Thursday, September 1st between 6 a.m. and 5 p.m. daily, so motorists should use caution while driving through the work zone. And around Broome County, drainage repair will occur on Shenango Street, Hale Eddy, and Dunham Hill Roads. Crews will rebuild shoulders on Caldwell Hill Road. Ditching will be performed on Airport, Murphy, Hale Eddy River, Powers, and Upper Stella Ireland Roads. The Highway Division will clean debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Patching and striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 67 degrees, 97% humidity, and a dew point of 66 degrees, so well into that humid range, the muggy range. Today mostly sunny with a high near 87, tonight partly cloudy, a low near 68. Tuesday chance of showers and thunderstorms, then showers and possibly a thunderstorm after 3 p.m. Some of those storms could produce gusty winds and heavy rain, a high near 80 degrees and 80% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 2 a.m., then a slight chance of thunderstorms after 5 a.m., a low near 62 degrees and 80% chance of rain. Wednesday, slight chance of showers after 8 a.m., but mostly sunny with a high near 75, a 20% chance of rain. Wednesday night, mostly clear, a low near 54 degrees. It's 7.50. You're listening to WMBF. Are you watching? Seven fifty one on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Tech Trends. 
From ABC News, tech trends. There's new data about potential privacy loopholes in apps that collect women's personal health information. Dr. Jessica Shepard is an OBGYN. She says apps like Flow Pregnancy and Glow Nature have become important parts of many women's lives. These apps have been used for women for years now when we think of their cycle, sexual activity, even things such as if they have abnormal periods and they really want to find a way to track them. The Mozilla Foundation, an online privacy nonprofit, is out with a new report examining 25 popular period tracking apps and services, finding most have vague privacy policies regarding how they share data with law enforcement. These are important technology, but now we're looking at the concern of sharing that information when it's a very sensitive and private issue. The Natural Cycles app earned a commendable mention from Mozilla, but only one app called Yuki ranked in the best of category. With Tech Trends, I'm Sherry Preston, ABC News. Explore. This is a guided meditation on parenting. Take a deep breath in and let go of the time you and your son played basketball and you attempted to slam dunk. Or when you hit that pinata into your neighbor's yard. Let it go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Hey, sweetie. What's going on? Well, honey, I, uh, I have some news. Uh, okay. What? <laughs> All that training paid off. I got the job. Oh, I knew you would get it. So when do you start? When you donate stuff to Goodwill, you help provide job training for people right here in your community. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. News Radio 1290, WMBF. 7.53 on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Herman Marquez outpitched Max Scherzer, allowing one hit over seven sparkling innings and denying the New York Mets ace his 200th career win as the Colorado Rockies eked out a 1-0 victory to prevent a four-game sweep by the NL East leaders. Brian Servin's sacrifice fly-off Scherzer in the seventh inning gave the Rockies their second 1-0 win over the Mets. The other one came in August 2012. Marquez struck out five and walked two, improving to 2-1 and one with a 142 ERA and three road starts against the Mets. Scherzer gave up four hits and racked up 11 strikeouts over seven innings in his 110th double-digit strikeout game, tying Roger Clemens for third on the career list behind Nolan Ryan and Randy Johnson. Against the Yankees, minor league call-up Adrian Martinez held New York hitless into the fifth inning, and the Oakland Athletics shut down the powerful Yankees for a second straight game with a 4-1 to victory. One night after the vaunted Yankees lineup managed just one hit in 11 innings against Adam Oler the Oakland, and the Oakland bullpen, New York wasn't much better against another starter who entered the game with an ERA above six. Dermis Garcia drove in two runs for the A's. Another instance of no matter how bad the Oakland Athletics are, the Yankees just refused to win in the Coliseum. The Yankees will head to Los Angeles to take on the Angels this week. The Yankees now 78-50, first in the AL East. The Angels 55-73, and 73, fourth in the AL West. No game for the Mets tonight. The Yankees game starts at 9.38 p.m. tonight. Another West Coast game, another late one for the Yankees. Frankie Montas on the mound, a 4-10 record, 3.84 ERA. Still looking for his footing with the Yankees since being acquired at the trade deadline. For the Angels, Jose Suarez, a 4-6 record, a 4.19 ERA. 
The Binghamton Rumble Ponies won last night, seven to four against the Reading Fightin' Phils. They're now forty-eight and seventy-one on the season. They got RBIs from Ronnie Mauricio and Nick Meyer. Mauricio hit a home run, a two-run home run in the third inning. He also had a double. So a good day for the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. No game tonight, but tomorrow at six thirty-five. They'll kick off a series with the Somerset Patriots, the AA affiliate of the New York Yankees. So if you can't make it to Marabito Stadium, you can listen right here on WMBF. Pre-game starts at 6.20 with Jacob Wilkins. Should be a good one. A battle between two top prospects at shortstop, Ronnie Mauricio for the Rumble Ponies and Anthony Volpe for the Yankees. The Somerset Patriots, 73-46. and 46. So having a a slightly better year than the 48 and 71 Binghamton Rumble Ponies. In football news, Giants backup quarterback Tyrod Taylor was carted from the sideline after sustaining a back injury in the first quarter of the annual preseason game against the rival New York Jets. Coach Brian Dabble did not think the injury a concern after the Jets' 31-27 win Sunday. Dabble said the 33-year-old Taylor landed hard. He was hit by Jets rookie defensive lineman Michael Clemens shortly after completing a pass. Clemens fell on top of Taylor as the two landed on the artificial turf. After being examined by medical personnel, he left the field and did not return. A tough break for the Giants. Probably want to have a good backup quarterback besides Daniel Jones this year. Hasn't really been so good for the Giants so far in his career. Another bit of baseball news. The Major League Baseball Players Association is trying to convince minor league players to allow them to represent minor league players as part of their union. It'd be a massive step for improving conditions for minor league baseball players. It's something that came up a lot this past offseason during the lockout. When people said, well, Major League Baseball players are they're trying to improve condition for minor leaguers, but it's not really their top priority because they don't represent the minor leaguers. Got a little bit of a gain for the minor league players, but really shouldn't be operating in a system where teams' top prospects are working side jobs like Uber and Amazon in the offseason just to make rent payments and food payments. You should probably want to take care of your players a little better than that. But most teams don't. So, Major League Players Association trying to do something about that. Certainly be a massive win over Major League Baseball if they could do that. Of course, the next collective bargaining agreement won't be for quite a while. So it won't have a direct impact on this year, and probably not next year either. But the next CBA could get pretty ugly between the Players Association and the league if the Players Association is also advocating for minor league rights. In 7.58, you're listening to WMBF. You're in. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back live at the National Butt-Out Finals. A.J. Langer is all fired up, and there he goes. It's out. He put his butt out in 2.6 seconds. Lori is with A.J. Lori? A.J., how did you get your butt out so quick? Well, I learned the hard way. I burned the house down. If you smoke, put it out all the way, every time. Smoking is the number one cause of preventable home fire deaths. Check out usfa.dhs.gov slash smoking. A message from the U.S. Fire Administration and firefighters everywhere. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290. 
Closing out hour number two of First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. One more hour to go before we hand it off to Bob Joseph for Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show.